Now, I would start saving your pennies because I think it'll change your life. So the big question is, what are top agents doing to absolutely crush it in real estate? To get the answers, we interview the top real estate agents to learn their secrets to success. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. My name is Andrew Dunn. And my name is Peter Michael. Welcome to Elite Agent Secrets. So that brings us into topic number two, which is leverage. Yeah. You wish you put it in leverage earlier and faster. So let's unpack that leverage topic number two. Yeah. Um, when you put in your regular phone number, your regular email, you had people calling you when you said, there's a number, let me just call this guy. Like, was it like telemarketers? Was it just random people? Did they want to like chit chat or? Yeah, it was more like the chit chat. Like, hey, saw your video, um, you know, we're going to be retiring in 10 years. And, you know, we were just asking, you know, if, if do you guys have this restaurant? And it's like, dude, Google exists. <laughs> you don't have to call me for that kind what of information. You, what do you do in those situations? Obviously, you're not going to tell them politely to fuck off or don't waste my time. But I, in so many I words, phone calls <laughs> in the morning, it's, I'm, I'm nice. Yeah. But if I get the 15th phone call asking me if my fucking Google my business is verified or if I'm going to be on some <laughs> bullshit voice search thing after I tried opting out like 15 fucking times. So you guys can tell I'm very passionate about it. <laughs> I have zero chill and, yeah. I, and I don't like being rude. I don't like hanging up the phone, but at some point I got a fucking business to run and I don't want to, and I understand they're just trying to earn their business and they're doing their job, but God Damn, how many times does my number get freaking sold and how many times I got to opt out for the same shit? Yeah. So um, any of those people that are like long term, like if you're more than a year out, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to answer your question. Like if it's an easy question to answer, I'm going to answer it for you. Um, But then I'm going to just ask for your email in return. Like, hey, basically, like I gave you what you're looking for. Can you provide me with your best email address? You know, we'd love to keep you just in the loop on what's happening in the area. Um, they may never turn it into into business, but they're so low on the nurture totem pole for me. If they're more than like two years out, um, that they just, they, they get my monthly newsletter. Um, I do find that a lot of them, even if they're not ready to buy yet, a lot of them subscribe to the channel and they still continue to watch all of the content that I put out. Uh, so they're nurturing themselves in a way with my channel. Are you seeing like a compound effect from your channel where maybe you got well, 100k right first yeah. year then you tripled or quadrupled almost the second year and now you're 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 keep going do you find that some of those people calling you now are telling you hey i've been watching your shit for the last year yeah so i've um i've i've changed my messaging a little bit i don't say call me anymore even though my phone number is listed there i just say reach out um and i've found that for a lot of people picking up the phone and calling somebody is not a comfortable task especially if it's not somebody you already know um so the majority of those people actually reach out via email first. And when they reach out, it's their life story in an email. And it's like, we've been watching your content for X amount of time. Um, you know, we're getting ready to relocate down there and you're our guy. Can you help guide us? Um, it's such a different mindset than like calling the expires and calling the for sale by owners that are, you know, angry at the world. Um, to where these people are almost like begging to work with you because you've been providing them with so much value in your content that they almost feel like they owe it to you to work with you. Yeah. 
No, that makes sense because that also gives you the leverage too and yeah. the authority, right? To yeah. steer the conversation the way you want. It's almost like a crazy thing, but it's almost like a referral without you even knowing them, knowing them, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got, um, you know, I've had clients that, that reached out, uh, some that I actually spent like two weekends ago with. And he's, he told me he's been following my channel since I posted the first video. So two and wow. a half, so two and a half years ago, I didn't even know this guy existed, but he followed my content for two and a half years and then finally called me when he was ready. So Amazing. like to not a, to not know that person exists, but B to have a platform where they can, you know, nurture themselves with your content and you're just building trust in their head. So, so I, I think that's a huge component of leverage. Yeah. But let's dive a little bit differently into leverage because you said you have a VA, you have an admin and stuff like that. I want to tie in the traditional real estate leverage into yep. how you're applying leverage in your business because content is leverage. Sure. If you have a thousand views, that's a thousand eyeballs that have looked at your shit, consumed it in some shape or form. And now you didn't have to make a thousand phone calls. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. How do you go from a couple, you know, maybe those first 30 views to the thousand views, so on and so forth? How do you create that leverage? What other leverage do you have in your business? Yeah. So I did, um, I was a solo operation for a very long time. Um, and it took a conversation with another agent that's doing a lot of business from YouTube. It took her saying to me, what the hell are you doing? Doing that all of, all by yourself still? You need help. Um, and I looked at her. I was like, why? I, you know, I'm, I don't mind editing the videos until two, three in the morning and then post them the next day. Like, what's the problem? She goes, Matt, trust me, just at least hire an editor. So I started with an editor. Um, and I realized like once I freed up the time to go get more business, I was like, how do I get more of that? Um, so I started with the editor and then I hired a VA. Uh, so my VA was kind of the first like foray into like the admin kind of role that you would have in a, in a traditional business. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's kind of transformed more now into, he does most of my online marketing. So any of my like, you know, collateral neck or posts on, on Instagram and Facebook, like he creates all those. Um, yep. and then I got to, it was probably like August of this previous year of 2023 that I got like too busy again and I couldn't figure out how to leverage out some of the tasks that I had because I felt they were more in-person tasks and giving them to some, to a VA that's in another country didn't work because you know, they're in-person tasks. Um, so I hired my in-person admin more out of like desperation, uh, and just needing somebody to get some of the stuff off my plate so I can, could continue providing the service level that the clients that I worked with previously had, you know, grown accustomed to, what I was providing. Yeah. You basically freed up your, your low end tier tasks, which video editing is super yeah. important. Don't get me wrong. The VA stuff, very important. Probably not for Matt. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't in my top 20%. Um, and it took a lot of real honest conversations with people a lot smarter than me for me to finally let go of a lot of those tasks. Yeah. That, that's, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm, I'm struggling with that right now too. Um, I, I know I need to bring somebody in. I'm thinking, okay, who do I actually bring in? Um, what does that look like? 
the first thing I am gearing up now is actually getting a semi video editor because I know that if I have to do what I'm doing plus video editing on top, that shit's never going to get done. Yeah. And the struggle for, you know, especially if you're not uh, familiar with like any of the video editing platforms, like if you've not done video editing, that was my struggle. Is like I had never really done it before. So not only am I going into video, but now I'm also having to learn the platform that I'm going to be editing these videos on. There were some videos at the start that it took me like 20 hours to edit them because I had no clue what I was doing and I was making mistakes along the way. Um, so looking back, if I had hired somebody from the start, it, I probably would have been a lot more successful, a lot faster. Hey, I just wanted to jump in here and let you know, if you would like access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to eliteagentsecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. Now back to the show. Interesting. It's because you were able to focus on more of the moving the needle, probably maybe doing yeah. more content, speaking with more clients, which is where you're your best time is spent. And that's the, sh that's, that's where I'm at too. Right. Yeah. All these systems required to be put in place to give us enough leverage to go on to the next component. I think, I think in the beginning of your business, you're, you're the jack of all trades. You think you're the master of all, but in reality, you're the master of none. Uh, Correct. And you have to figure out where your genius zone is. I'm very similar to you. I'm very good at the top of the funnel, getting the business in. And ironically, that's where I'm most scared, believe it or not, because if I let go of these things that are already coming to fruition, who am I passing them off to make sure that they actually give the fruit, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that I'm, I'm a little bit of a control freak, even though I like to think that I'm not, I'm just in the not. <laughs> I'm with you a hundred percent of the way on that. Like my thing is, and it always was like, nobody's going to do it the way that I do it was like my mindset. Yeah, like nobody, I would argue that somebody's going to do it better because that's what's being argued with me. And I'm like, well, shit, help me fucking find somebody that can do well, it. So that, and that was the conversation I had, you know, that somebody was like, I, the real estate coach that I work with, she was eventually like, Matt, like, yes, nobody can do it the way you're going to do it step by step. But what if the finished product from somebody else is better than your finished product? And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, obviously I would like to put out a better finished product than what I currently have. And she's like, okay, well, why are you not hiring somebody to take care of that finished product? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have a rebuttal. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I just, I didn't feel comfortable giving it up. Um, but the reality is, you know, even in a lot of those admin roles and other things, like they have a top 20% of their job and they're likely better at that 20% than you are. So for me, it was more of like a, have a conversation in the mirror and like really tell yourself that you don't have to do everything along the way to be a successful business owner. Because at the end of the day, like, yes, we're selling real estate. Um, but as you grow that business and as you, uh, you know, start adding people to the team, I mean, you're a true small business owner at that point. Yeah. And I think leverage needs to be more embraced mm -hmm. because a lot of agents that are even that are listening to this, they're like, well, I can't afford it. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, they're probably right. If, if you can't afford it, you're probably not doing the business that you like and you don't have the support. So I think leverage in the beginning has to come in a form of coaching. Yeah. I think, I think too, um, you know, part of that leverage piece, like just depends on, on where your time is best served. Like for a lot of people, the, the best piece of leverage that you can probably ever add is a transaction coordinator, you know, for three, 400 bucks and you're only paying them on a closed deal. 
um, the amount of post-contract work that they can take off of your plate frees up your time to better service your clients. Um, but I think coaching is definitely, if you can't afford coaching now, I would start saving your pennies because I think it'll change your life. Yeah. I spend so much money on coaching right now. It's freaking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it also, you know, it is, it is something that is getting me the results that I, that I was looking at and I'm looking for, and I'm, I'm very aggressive. I'm trying to double. And there are times there's days where I feel like, Oh, fuck. Gotta get up. Gotta do this thing. We gotta get going. And there's times where I'm like, all right, let's, let's go. Right. Yeah. And I, and I think when, as, as you progress in your career, you have to figure out where you can leverage so you can get and be the most excited about the things that you want to do. There's just certain things that I hate about this business and that's okay. Yeah. Like I have a TC because I hate doing paperwork. I would never get paid. I need to put in at least from gosh, three months ago to get paid on it. <laughs> and it'll probably take me half an hour or an hour or something stupid like that. Um, and it's just like, fuck. Like, yeah. yeah. I think kind of like what you said though, like there are days and don't get me wrong. Like I love making video content, but there's some days where I'm like, God, that just sounds like the most daunting thing in the world to like go in front of the camera and start talking. Um, but the reality is like the people that we see that are successful in any space are the ones that do the tasks, even when they don't want to do the tasks. AKA the discipline once. Exactly. So if you can create like going to the gym, cause you're sore as shit, you still get up and go to the gym. Even if, even if that day at the gym is just walking on the treadmill, it's forward progress. Um, and I think you've got a lot of people that prefer the other way. Like if it, if it's hard today, I'm just not going to do it today. Um, and that's, you know, why I think the, the barrier to success is probably lower than it should be because there's just a lot of people who don't want to do the tasks that it requires. Yeah. And, and I, I think you're right about that. Um, because the things that are easy to do, they're also very easy, easy. not to do. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, so and today, if you don't do it today, nobody's going to know the difference. If you don't do that task today, nobody will ever know. However, here's who will know. You're going to know. You're going to know. And the other part of that is if you don't do that task for every day for the next two weeks, because you said, oh, nobody will know. If I don't do it today, nobody's going to know. But now all of a sudden you've got two weeks of compounding. Nobody's going to know. You're going to be like, where's my next closing coming from? I don't have any sales in the pipeline. And it's because you didn't do the things that you're supposed to be doing. Exactly. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below.